The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton 103.3 FM. I'm Stefan Ward-Wheaton, executive producer, interloper-in-chief, and current moderator of the program. Michael Dow is away, although I'm sure he's listening somewhere. And we're here with our usual panel, Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And George Claxton. The other usual suspect. <laughs> and uh, we have the redoubtable genre Roberts hanging tight over here. <laughs> what on... is re- redoubtable? <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, trust me. Just, just <laughs> Define just, redoubtable. It, it means just you're hiding it... in the readout. Just, just let it happen, That's true. genre. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so we are here to uh, give you your usual uh, political roundup, end of week uh, program. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But um, first, I want to remind you that uh, you can search us out on the socials. We can be found on Twitter at CivilPoliticsFM. By email, you can uh, send us an email at CivilPoliticsRadio at gmail.com. And on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. So welcome to the program. Um, yeah, no shortage of things to cover. Um, but George, I think you had uh, a topic you wanted to raise off the bat here. I, I think it's a topic that we're going to be coming back to again and again over the course of the next few years. And that is the very nature of reality. <laughs> As I was driving... For work the other day, one of my co-workers uh, heard a, something on the radio about the Women's March, which occurred on Women's Day right. a couple of days ago. Oh, International Women's International Day. International yeah. Women's Day. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday, I think? I believe it was Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. But, yeah. but um, he went berserk, basically, and started screaming about how these women should stay home and do something useful for society. Useful for the community, actually, is what he said. Oh, right. Women struck, too. There were a lot of places where people right. didn't go to work. There were walkouts. And, and um, he was really upset about this and made comments such as, well, I want to march against fat women. How about that? And I'm going... Dude, have you lost your mind? (laughs) I think we have reached a point where we can't even talk about things with each other anymore. Mm. We've reached a point where people refuse to accept certain things even as being real. And they insist on things that are clearly not real, such as Bowling Green massacres. (laughs) Right. And the Secretary of State running a child uh, pornography ring or a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza parlor that doesn't have a basement. Mm. Mm. We, we have reached a point where we can't even necessarily talk to people on our own side of the political spectrum. I think Sue was saying something about that 
earlier when uh, before we came into the studio, and I know that I have lost touch with people I knew who were Bernie Sanders supporters because I keep saying that there wasn't some grand conspiracy against Bernie Sanders. And they insisted there were, and that Bernie Sanders would have won the election had he been allowed to win, which would have happened if there hadn't been this grand conspiracy. And I'm just wondering, have we reached the point where it's impossible to talk to one another? Mm. So there's the the lack of, you know, it, it reminds me of the, the Blake poem, um, the, uh, the, the center cannot hold. The, uh, ever-widening gyre? The ever-widening yes. gyre, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's... I, I didn't mean, that, even know I knew that. I don't know where the, that came from. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. I, 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 I was I blanking go on now. the name. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought us home with the reference. Yes. But, um, that's it for the year for me. <laughs> yeah, we, we may all be slouching towards, towards Jerusalem Bethlehem. Or, or Bethlehem or maybe Washington. <laughs> um but I, cert- I, I I have to say, I mean, it does strike a chord a garden, with me, too. It's... dig a well, hunker down, put solar <laughs> panels on your house. and I mean, there are a lot of people that feel that yeah. way. I mean, they really are aghast at what's... The, the, the number of solar panels sold and in use in this country has increased overwhelmingly over the last few years. And while it still constitutes only about 10% of the power generated in this country... Um, it's something like a thousand times more than they thought that they would sell over that period. Oh, given the subsidies and everything. Oh, yeah. To it. yeah. And oh. the the increase in pace of technology that makes it you know ever more cost effective to have them, even uh. as an individual homeowner. So people are hunkering down <laughs> in right. their beliefs and without the ability to talk about what's different, or they can't even hear you. I mean, I have friends who are wonderful friends. They've been. You know, my best friends for years and years and years. And there's topics we cannot talk about. We just can't. And we've always yeah. been able to talk about them. Such as? Um, politics. And yeah. um, they're progressive Democrats. And they're very active in the party. And they're very, um, they're, they're fearful. I mean, a lot of people are fearful, I think, of what's happening. And every day in the headlines, there's something to make you more fearful. You, you see it. You have to read mm-hmm. it to see what the actual impact is. But... You know, Congress, I watch C-SPAN, you guys know that, Certainly. Um, constantly when I'm home. And uh, it used to be that you'd get to see something that replayed from the morning because the Senate and the House weren't in session. They are starting now, instead of at 10, they're starting at 9. They're still in session at 11 o'clock at night. The other night I went to watch a, to see if there was <laughs> something on from the day. I've never seen anything like it. It's the first time Congress has actually shown up and worked in years. And I don't <laughs> like what they're doing, but they're there <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Well, they're trying to push through a lot of things in a short time. I don't think they actually believe they're going to necessarily win the midterm election, so they want to get as much done as they can. Well, they have the three the three legs of the stool. Exactly. Yeah, that's a rare and uh, precious position. Uh, and they just fired position. all the um, U.S. attorneys. Did you see that, George? I don't yes. know if you noticed that broke today that the four- including, last 46. Including some, such as Preet Bharara in New York, who they actually asked to, to stay on. Yeah. Yeah, so that must be Jeff Sessions that's doing that. But it's the last holdovers. All the holdovers from Obama yeah, right. will be four- 46 of the U.S. attorneys were asked to resign. It's a, a bit of a, a bit of a purge action. Yes, perhaps exactly. Um, 
Well, that'll that will certainly be interesting. We we will certainly have to yeah. keep our eye on that. But I mean, I I, I have to, I have to agree at least in the broad strokes. I think that. I think that I've noted I've noticed sort of two trends. One is that um, technology and the way we get our news has increasingly enabled people to surround themselves to basically almost create their own reality yes. in terms of picking They're in and an choosing. Echo chamber. Yeah, in an echo chamber. Um, I like Peeps, so <laughs> if I just wanted to hear news about what's going on with Peeps and what the new colors are and what the new flavors are, I could probably just, that could be my news feed, right? I think you could. Yeah. If you it could were, you'd be in luck. This would be your time of year, <laughs> yeah. Sue, to shine. Or, or more yeah. likely now, if you want to hear something that is specifically anti-Hillary, pro-Bernie, or anti-Obama, you can set things up so that all you're getting is stuff that's anti-Obama. Mm -hmm. There was a guy that created some fake news the other day and actually used the picture of a real person saying that someone who had been released in uh, under an Obama program from prison had committed murder. He hadn't. But this fake news was viewed 2.2 million times. And there are people out there who believe it. It's entirely false, and the guy admitted that it was false and said that he wasn't going to be doing anything like that again. Well, I would say he shouldn't have done it in the first place, particularly using the actual photograph of a real person. Well, and there's no um, there's no real um, penalty for that. I mean, that's the other part, All is right. that there's no, there's no rules in the Internet, right? Still. Well, there's no consensus. At least not in this country. Yeah. In Germany, they've had the same thing, and Angela Merkel just said that she's going to have a law passed that allows her to punish people Liability for, for, producing, for producing fake news. Well, no, they don't have the First Amendment there. They do have a version of freedom of speech, but if you provide false information or if you provide information specifically about fascism they can slap you down for it oh okay so that's right. sort of their old that's part of the uh yeah the post world war ii provisions at least in part i think but um well we also have i mean when you look at at a company like facebook for example i mean log when i log on and and i'm seeing what people are sharing and what is sort of making the rounds I mean, some of it is coming from more well-established you know, traditional news sources. Some, but some of it, a lot of it is coming from sources that are a lot more unvetted. And and I think a, a, per, a person with a certain amount of sophistication can tell the difference. If you, if but even we had trouble during the heat of this, right? We were yeah. coming in with news stories that we were like, I'm not sure about. Well, yeah, and, and and you have to double check. You hit, but most people don't do that. I mean, most people are not logging into Facebook to do it an in-depth, detailed investigation. They're logging in on their lunch break or For while they're going to work. Yeah. And if the, if if all they see is a headline that says X Y Z did X Y Z and X Y Z is responsible, whether or not that's true, that. Ten that horrible crimes that you that'll change your life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. If it's a listicle, that's you know that <laughs> click, gets plus ten bait. points. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And but I'm also I don't know if this is, and you know I have a limited perspective because of my limited life experience. But it seems to me that the corollary trend I'm noticing is that even is that as people are building their own um, points of view on the world and get to reinforce them ad you know ad nauseum with news of their choosing 
they're more and more allergic to points of view and perspectives that aren't theirs. I mean, well... So insular, getting very... Well, you know, yeah. And and this happens with well-educated, erudite um, people who I know who pride themselves on having, you know, having a certain amount of detachment even, you know, with... And, and and having a, a sense of different perspectives, I think what you know, I've noticed one by one, uh, those I've known in my social circle, those I've I went to college with, people I work with, there's little to no interest in engaging with different opinions. And increasingly, I think people are surrounded in real life by those who share their opinions. Do you think yeah. universities are helping to sponsor that, or do you think they're trying? Uh, to No, I, I don't. I don't think that's true. Having taught at a university and attended several universities, I was frequently uh, engaged with people who had ideas differently than different than mine, and professors who had ideas that were different than mine. But some of these recent events where they've shouted down speakers or or tried to prevent them from talking, and 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 that has happened over the last two hundred years. You know, if you went to Harvard in the 1600s, you'd Which still have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fake inter- news, Sue. Fake news. I- interesting side point. Did you realize that Harvard, when it was still known as New College, was around when Galileo was still being held in prison? It was probably Harvard professors who didn't want <laughs> yeah. the competing view out there or something. Well, it was a religious school at the time. <laughs> Weren't they uh, all? That's the scary part. But a very different religion than the one that was holding Galileo. Uh, yes. But but yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to people being able, as you said, mm-hmm. to surround themselves only with the ideas that they want to hear. And I think that's a danger. I think it's a danger for everyone. And I see, I have a lot of right-wing friends, and I see much of this coming Mm. from them. I see some of it coming from people on the left, too, but I mostly see it among my right-wing friends who keep sending me stuff on, on the internet with stories that are clearly impossible, things that make absolutely no sense. You know, you were saying that people don't usually look into it. It's the first thing I do. If I see something on Raw Story or wherever, the first thing I'm going to do is look at what the original source is. If somebody says that a bill is being passed that does one, two, and three, I'm going to go to the bill. I'm going to read Read the bill, and I'm going to say, no, that's not what it does. And I get that mostly from my leftist friends who are saying, see this horrible thing that this bill is going to do. I'm going, yeah, first of all, that would be unconstitutional. And secondly, look at the bill. That's, That's not, not what, what it, it says. says yeah. who, who do you consider yourself closer to uh, politically, the lefties or the righties? I'm very much a centrist. You're a centrist. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm very much in favor of equal pay for women. I'm very much pro-choice. On favor the other hand, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. from a labor family. I also own guns. And, you know, I think that money should be spent reasonably and responsibly by the government. Yeah, and I just meant of your friends that are sending you these different things, which ones are you closer to? But hard to know. Eh, Depends on the topic. It depends upon the topic. It depends upon the the people. Um, 
Sue, do you mean in terms of like the magnitude of like where the most miss? truth is coming from yeah because george you're saying you're getting them from sort of all sides i get a lot of right-wing stuff that i just you know and i'm a right i'm a you know i'm a conservative and i just look at it and i'm going why are they going there why are they going so far out there on that limb i don't get it there was there's no need for it i mean we're in power now we have like the three stool you know the three legs of government why do you have to be like even even wilder than you were before you had power. A That's lot of my friends on the right hate the very idea of liberals. They hate liberals as a creature. And they will believe anything bad as long as you can attach it to liberals. And if Do you, you think the world's gotten so complicated that that's the only way some people can navigate? I think for some people, yes. I think the complexities of the world are just too much, and they don't want to deal with the complexities. They want things to be black and white. Yep. They want to be Good, able bad. to say, you know, right. this is truth. And particularly for religious people, because more and more I'm hearing now there's only one truth, and it's God's truth. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in a discussion. Which God? Well, that, you know, that's my question. I was in a discussion with somebody the other day who was saying that Jews and Christians believe the same thing, and so it's Muslims that believe something weird, and that both Jews and Christians believe in God, and Muslims do not. They believe in Allah. I'm going, dude, Allah <laughs> means God. That's the literal translation of it, and it, they're referring to the same God as the Jews. And have. they all share Abraham, right? Yes. Old Abrahamic club. It's an Abrahamic yeah. religion. <laughs> and no, the Jewish version of Yahweh is not Jesus. It's just not. Oh. And part of the problem that I think we're running into is people don't know their own history. They have no idea of what the reality of history is, just as, uh, who was it, um, Ben Carson. Who just got confirmed? Yes, <laughs> who unfortunately was just confirmed as HUD secretary, made the statement earlier this week that slaves were... Um, immigrants. Immigrants <laughs> who came to this I country this. to work hard <laughs> and make sure that their children could have a better life. What? Are you insane or simply that stupid? No, they are not immigrants, not in any sense. You wouldn't call somebody who you kidnapped and buried in a coffin underground an immigrant to your backyard. Maybe you kidnapped. <laughs> well, isn't that interesting though? Because maybe, and maybe this is the maybe this is the sort of a third um, trend in addition to the, the the sort of the two that. We were Le- talking about where we don't trust. Well, this is yeah, exactly. I mean, I I don't think this a kind of culture of untruth would be able to flourish in this way if we didn't have a a political class that is just going nowhere absolutely <laughs> batty. They're batty, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it, but I also think that if you have a population with a better grounding in history and science. It's mm. education, that the education system yeah, has that, let us down. And I, some of that, too, is because of the politics. If you go to Texas, for example, you've got a Texas school board that keeps trying to creep creationism into science books, the same in Oklahoma mm. and Kansas and various other states in the West. 
And you've got people who keep insisting on trying to creep in things like, oh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. I got a leatherneck surprise for you folks. <laughs> it was, at least for the Confederacy. If you take a look at what the Confederates wrote at the time, not what the apologists wrote 10 years later, what they wrote at the time says quite specifically, this is a war about slavery. Mm. If you look at the cornerstone speech of Alexander Stevens, the vice president of the Confederacy, he says it in as many words. If you look at the words of Jefferson Davis, he says that slavery was ordained by God and that anyone who fights against slavery is fighting against God mm. and says it is just as many words. But people don't know that. Yeah, no, I mean, well, and this is, and that is an old, I mean, uh, Civil War revisionism is essentially as old as the Civil War itself, too, so that's... that's Actually, it started in the 1870s. In the 1870s, well, right around when Reconstruction ended, how about that? Yes. Um, so I'd like to zoom ahead, I don't know if we were going to do a, a quick station ID or not, but yeah. I want to talk about what George uh, was Well, saying. I will do a quick station ID, since <laughs> Sue is reminding me, I'm, I'm remiss, um, if you don't mind, Sue. Um, Go for it. Valley for Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM. Sue, take it away. <laughs> and so, um, so George, you were you started this out with your friend, your colleague on the bus, screaming about the women's movement. And uh, I was telling you guys before we came in that I'm reading a new book, um, "Men Without Work," and it's mm. um, it's a sort of an interesting book. It just came out, and um, it it's basically showing that there's an awful lot of men between I think 20 and 55 that are unemployed the rates are really low for employment and that if if you're struggling with that i'm making this argument you can argue with me george um that your friend is so distressed about the women's movement because he's underemployed or not of the status he used to be or that he's feeling particularly threatened mm. and so whose fault is it well it's true that a lot more women work but even considering that this book shows that there's just an awful or lot purports of purports to show. Purports to show, yes, um, that um, that there are, there is just this huge hole that's developed in sort of the the good jobs that this country used mm. to have, and quote, quote men's jobs. Although now they're both men's and women's jobs. Well, well, yeah, and I, I think that that's part of the problem. You know, one of the things we see along those lines is uh, what just happened in the Marines. For example, oh yeah, yeah. The scandal in the Marines, where mm -hmm. male Marines were sending out nude and partially nude photos of their female counterparts, and uh, along with really nasty things appended to the pictures. And you think it's Mean Girls? There's like mean and, guys. Well, yeah, but <laughs> some of that is because a lot so of these gospy. guys think that women shouldn't be Marines. Uh, and, and Mattis doesn't either. And they're they're attacking them for that. Although just as we, we now bit. have uh, women who will be in combat roles, there's people in the military who really, really don't like that. And yet they've been uh, they've been uh, you know air air force pilots and have done all sorts of things. They used to drag the planes, didn't they, in World War II to be shot at? The women pilots, they were like well, more, more than that, they, they also ferried the active aircraft across the sea. Mm -hmm. They weren't allowed, however, to have ammunition in the guns. 
and a number of them were <laughs> shot down. It's like wearing a skirt when it's 20 below and oh, no God. leggings, yeah. yeah, and high heels. Yeah, it's you, it's you like putting were... a target on yourself <laughs> and walking out onto the gun range. And, yeah, there, there were hundreds of women, uh, women army service pilots. But men do that because they're jealous yeah. and they're fearful. <laughs> Yes. And there, have you ever well, heard? Well, certainly, the, when you look at the number of women in college currently, as opposed to men, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a law for school, a long time. They I think had, there's more women now than men in law yeah, schools. Yeah, and, and well, there's so, way too many people in law school in general. Well, yeah, yeah and medical doctors, that. but and you yeah, know, overall, I mean, engineers it, field to field, it 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 varies. But in some cases, it's almost two to one. Oh. I mean, women to men, which is, I mean, the 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 polar opposite of what it was in 1970, 1980. you know, something else that people are forgetting in terms of comparing today's workforce with the workforce in the 1940s is that in the 1940s, you weren't really counting people like black men and Hispanics and even Asians because they were considered non-people. And the jobs... You don't think in 1939 that a black man that was unemployed wouldn't be counted as unemployed? In most places, no. Yeah. I guess I grew up in the w- wouldn't even have a birth Northeast, c- wouldn't so even have a birth certificate. I know there's a lot of folks that didn't end up with birth certificates, but yeah, in the South, but black, in 19- black people were were not counted as human. But in 1939, if you were 20, you were born in the 1920s, so which made weren't. it worse. Yeah, I the, thought the 1920s was the height of the Klan in America. Oh, I thought it was the 1940s and 50s. It they continued until yeah. then, but but yeah, the massive height was in the 1920s yeah. and 30s. Interesting. I'll, I've, I have. I actually hadn't heard about that. I'll have to. I'll have to look into it. Um, but in, can you? Uh, can you just say who the who the author of that book is? I think maybe some of our listeners will want to look it up. Yeah, soon. it's. Um, they put this tape over. It's something like the Invisible Crisis. Probably on the side. Men or without work. Or Eber- the first page. Yeah, first page. Men Without Work by Nicholas Eberstadt. And okay. I, I was telling George that the back, the last part, and in America's Invisible Crisis. And um, the back of the book is actually um, other people who think differently who actually critique the critique. Oh, the interesting. Book. Yeah, it's okay. a very interesting book. I just, you know, I saw it on like book TV or somewhere. Right. And um, it took the Lily a long time to yeah. get it for me. It's you know, actually, the, like I said, hot off the press. So. The other interesting thing, too, that you have to consider for this is that a lot of those men who are out of work are guys who have gotten out of prison. And yeah, there is a whole cadre of folks that have a felony or have, something. And we have a massively larger prison and former prison population today than we had in the 1940s. In fact, we're probably getting close to the point where the number of people who were in prison are close to the total population of men yeah. in the 1940s because our population has grown so drastically. Well, and Elizabeth Warren, a lot of her work early on was on the hollowing out of the middle class and the disappearance of the middle class and just th- this mm. whole, you know, our our society's in pretty, good sh- pretty uh, rough shape in a lot of ways. I'd love to know if you end up reading this, George, what you think of it. So, <laughs> but. Well, maybe I can uh, post a link to it on yeah. Yeah. On, uh, on the Facebooks. Oh, it looks... Um, no? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> Mr. Roberts has already, uh, has already done that for us. So what thank do you, you take Jonathan. me for? Come on now. <laughs> I think but I'm just reading cartoons over here. I am. Actually, I was going to take you for dancing. 
<laughs> oh my! Oh my! Um, <laughs> so he just turned he, off he, his he's mic. All, he's all flustered. He's, he's all blushing. This is this <laughs> my is goodness. remarkable. Um, I do declare. Fortunately, Mike's not here. He might get jealous. Um, well, but I, I guess my argument is that people get afraid. Whether it's a right. pandemic that's scaring people because of SARS or because they're losing their job and they can't provide for their family, people get really scared and they hunker down and they look for somebody outside to blame. I mean, yeah. that is that's the tactic of autocrats and yes. it's the tactics of. People try and redo an organization. Okay, we're going to fight with our competitors so they don't run us out of business. You know, there's a right. rallying thing that's going on. And people, it, the in-group, out-group. In I mean, we all group. are yeah. all primates. Yeah, it's a you, very... You know, SARS, uh, by the way, is an interesting example of something else in terms of knowledge and the sharing of knowledge. Now people look back at SARS and go, poo poo See, you guys made a big deal about this. It wasn't really a big deal. <gasps> it was a but huge disease. <laughs> when when you started, it had a 100% death rate. Yeah. Mm. When we first found out about SARS, anybody who got SARS was already dead. So people were worried about it. As it turned out... And it was traveling like a cold. Yeah, and yeah. The, de the death rate wasn't nearly as bad in the end. I think it was like 30%, 37%, something like that, which is still extraordinarily high. Yeah, in this day and age, yep. But yeah. you know, when you first find out about it, yeah, if you got SARS, you were dead. Well, that's, that's a good point to note. Um, we have to take a little break and make the FCC happy, so we'll play a couple uh, announcements, and then we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thanks for tuning in. This is Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Have you always loved to read but find it hard to do these days? Forbes Library offers a variety of alternatives to keep you reading long into the night. A large selection of large print books, audiobooks, and easy-to-use e-books and e-audiobooks are available to borrow. You will find bestsellers, classics, and nonfiction offerings. Forbes Library is now affiliated with the National Library Service to provide audiobooks, magazines, and even the daily news for people with vision loss, difficulty holding traditional book or newspaper formats, and for people with certain learning disabilities. Our staff is happy to help you find just the book in just the right format. Call 413-587-1013 to find out more. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Tune in to Subculture, the best in new wave, electro, dance, indie pop, and funk music. Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM.
Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the pinata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. I Heart J-Rock with DJ Sakura is on Saturday mornings at 12 to 2 a.m. on WXOJ LP 103.3 FM in Northampton. And you can stream us on valleyfreeradio.org. I Heart J-Rock will be playing rock music from Japan, uh, J-Rock, J-Pop, and some VK. Uh, if you like that stuff, give my show a listen, please. And also follow me on Twitter at DJ Sakura 666. Thank you. Welcome back to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Stefan Ward-Wheaton, um, interim host and producer of the show, and I'm here with uh, Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, was a George question mark there. <laughs> Are yeah. you, in fact, Sue Timberlake? Not today, I'm Are not. you corporeal <laughs> or ethereal? <laughs> Because if uh, you're a zombie, we've got problems. I'm yeah, having an out-of-body well, experience here. So. <laughs> I'm shuffling as best I can. <laughs> it's been um, a long week. And we are here with John Roberts also on the boards. Hi. <laughs> there he is. Uh, bringing you your uh, weekly political roundup. Uh, I think we uh, we had a request, a request from Mike, our, um, our usual, host. usual host and resident. Doing better. Hope his mom is doing better. Yeah, Mike. Mike's away caring, uh, caring for his mother, and yep. uh, we hope he rejoins us soon. I think you should bring but her hi, in. Mike. Hi, mom. She should come in the studio, and we should interview her. At yeah, some point. she can be our guest. Yeah, that would be great. But uh, yeah. are you talking about the email that Mike sent us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, about healthcare? No, he, he sent us a joke. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Hold on. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, we have so, we have a submission from from Mike. He he's listening. Hi, Mike. Away and far, hi, Mike's far mom. I uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, I just heard an old joke. The cops show up to break up a a left wing protest, and one and one fellow cries out as he shields his head from a billy club officer. You don't understand. We're anti communist. I don't care what so- sort of I don't care what sort of communist you are. That's that's what he but says. <laughs> Boom. Thanks. Talk about uneducated. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we did uh, we did want to at least touch on the uh, ongoing debate over the alternative uh, an alternative. It's going to be great. GOP <laughs> yeah, bill. Alternative GOP uh, healthcare. Fantastic plan. Yeah, that, it's, it's going to be the best plan. That may or may not go through. Right now, it's having a hard time making it. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's got conservatives rallying against it. I think and because it keeps too much of the uh, Affordable Care Act. That's one of the reasons, yes. But the, you also have centrist Republicans who are against it because they think it goes too far in stripping support for poor people. Mm. Something you'd never think you'd hear from a Republican. Well, you know, th- we are different. We just don't always express it, I guess. I saw a piece that um, Aetna is in favor of it because it allows them to pay their leadership more than a half a million dollars a year without yes. paying taxes or something. They, yes. they put like that back in. Yeah, yes. they put it back That's in. That's one of the many mm-hmm. things. If yeah. you 
take a look at it, and I've read now several analyses of this, including the one by the Wall Street Journal. And those of you who have contact with our Facebook page, I've posted that to the Facebook page, the Wall Street Journal analysis. Um, But the general consensus is, one, it's going to cost vastly more. The ACA, as it stands, is revenue neutral and has, in fact, saved the government money thus Um, far. On Medicare and other places, too. But uh, this will actually vastly increase those costs. Uh, Two, for poor people, you're going to get less care for a lot more money. For people who are getting on in years, like myself and possibly Susan over there. Hey, I'm older than you. (laughs) And You should uh, respect me. The... (laughs) The cost is going to go up for us because the insurance companies will now be able to charge five times to Mm. me what they would charge to Stefan. And they're going to be gouging Stefan. (laughs) But our tax credit will be five times bigger, too. Uh, the tax if credit. We, the if we work (laughs) and have taxes to be credited. (laughs) Well, well, the tax credit actually comes to, uh, $6,000. No, 4,000. Oh, I must be older than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get six, you only get four? Uh, Is that two-thirds? Oh, no. Oh! <laughs> oh. Uh, for, for young people, It'll it's Three-fifths. Three-fifths? Three oh, thank yeah. you. For young for people up to, I think, 65, it's 4,000. Mm. And you may get a little bit more after that. But the total that you can get for a family, no matter how large your family is, is $14,000. And keep in mind, this comes in the form of a tax credit, which is meaningless if you don't pay taxes. Mm. So if you're a senior citizen making 15000 a year, you get bupkis. Right uh, now, you get support for the amount that you pay every month. Unconditional support. Right. Unconditional support for what you pay every month. Under the new bill, you don't get that. So unless you have a bundle of money sitting there waiting... It's not going to do you any good. It means that you're not going to have that health coverage. Mm. And if they are charging you $10,000 a year for your insurance, which would be a piddling amount, and they're charging me 50000 well, unless I've got 50000 out of pocket, I'm not having insurance. Not to mention the fact that if I did have 50000 out of pocket, I wouldn't need the insurance. Mm. Right. I saw um, somebody, I forget who, who said this, so I apologize for it, but it was a conservative, and they were saying that um, it just, there's no way this could work. It really is when you look at it. And I remember right. years ago in Belmont, teachers were getting $20,000 worth of medical insurance for a family. $20,000. That was like 10 years ago. So, I mean, insurance is. And, and the cost expensive. has gone up. And yeah. as you were saying, a lot of these cost increases are to pay better dividends to their stockholders and to pay a lot more money to the executives. Oh, I know what it was. They were also saying that, obviously, the people that are pushing this bill don't understand how insurance works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was well, quite brilliant. part of the issue I'm seeing here is, I mean, I've seen a lot of potential issues. Oh, and Trump loves it all of a sudden today. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and he's be been quiet. I was thinking, yeah. it's a good thing he's on the sideline because this is, this is not going well, anywhere. Well, I mean... It, if you're making over $100,000 a year, you actually get a really good deal out of what's being proposed. Oh, to be young again. Perfect. <laughs> oh, young, and, young rich. and rich again. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Working full time at a, at, a at a real big job. Well, yeah. I mean, part of the issue is that <laughs> this, is, uh, this is coming back around to the um, 
the the origins, the origin story, if you will, of the ACA, the current you know the current healthcare bill, which is that it's actually a comp- it was a compromise bill that is that was founded on a conservative proposal. Which, in fact, was instituted in our own state of Massachusetts by then Governor My hero, Romney. Romney. <laughs> do, do, do. But it was an, it was it was based on an idea. I'm glad he's somebody's hero from the, <laughs> from the Heritage Foundation. And likes him too, his wife. Um, oh yeah, one would hope. <laughs> I, I, I would say that I would vastly prefer Romney to the angry mango we have in there now. <laughs> I'm going to note that. I'll I'll be sure to put you on the fan club list. Yes. <laughs> But um, but uh, but he did implement it, and they exactly. implemented it pretty well here. But this is the problem: is that they've spent. I think congressional Republicans have spent basically the last six or seven years running against "quote unquote" Obamacare, forgetting that it was based, you know, fundamentally on a conservative proposal. Now that they have all three, you know, spokes of the stool, they're in control of. Two out of three, at least two out of three branches of yeah, government. And very They're now responsible three, with yeah. crafting their great alternative that they were saying that they were going to deliver, which they should have been working but, on for the last eight years. Right. <laughs> well, and you saw the pile, right, when they were doing the the press conferences. It was 135 pages. They have and Obamacare's like 1,500 pages. Right. And there's a reason for that because exactly, yes. it crosses all kinds of industries and it's incredibly and, yeah, complicated. Yeah. yeah. And so, and who could think that healthcare would be so complicated? <laughs> well, and the other issue that, <laughs> that you, by the way, was a quote for those of you who may have missed it. And that's I forget who it was. Trump, Trump yeah. said that about a week ago. Wasn't Spicer? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other issue is, I, I think you, you're, and we're seeing this in the House now, is that you have a really deep ideological divide between really hardcore free market conservatives who are really philosophically against the I, a lot of the sort of subsidy and subsidy equivalent ideas that are in the ACA that are the most popular, including the Medicare expansion, Medicaid, excuse Medicaid, me, yeah. um, that are part and parcel of an idea of a universal health care plan, you know, full stop. I mean, you can't have a universal health a, a care plan that is offering some kind of coverage to everybody in this country right now without cross subsidies without cross yeah insurance with- is what we call that cross <laughs> subsidy that's called insurance you you crash your car car but we both pay premiums right well right <laughs> but you again you have to have a tiered um in in the middle of all of these discussions by the way there was a republican i forget now where he was from who asked the question should men really be paying for prenatal care <laughs> because apparently he doesn't realize that once you impregnate the woman, she's pregnant. She needs the prenatal care. So that's your child that you're talking about there. And oh, I how think, quickly I they think, forget, right? I yeah. think that brings us back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm. What you were just saying, that you now have this deep ideological divide where it seems to be inside impossible. the Republicans. Yeah. Inside the Republican Party, yeah. where it seems to be impossible to talk to each other. Right now, they may or may not have the votes in the House to pass this. They definitely don't have the votes in the Senate. Yeah, it's looking that way to me as well. Well, and this is part one of three steps, right? It's mm-hmm. this, and then it's price setting all the rules and regs. And then they have to come back and do legislation that will take 60 votes. So if right. they pass this and 
can't get to step three, then they basically well, that's what, destabilized uh, it even more than they already had. You right. know, my guys destabilized it. They're the ones that stopped the government covering some of the losses for insurance companies. Rubio but, did that before right. the um, before the campaign. And so that's what destabilized it because that's why everybody's premiums went up is that he gutted that. He prevented the government from backstopping. Yeah, yeah yes. from backstopping. And so once that happened and then once we created, my, my guys created this um, – this terrible this sort of Frank premium. Franken bill. Yeah. Well, they created the uh, destabilization, and now they're saying we need to save it. So they poked a hole in the boat. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. they're saying you need us to bail Buy it. Buy the bail. cork. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the same problem that the Democrats ran into back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when they had the, they had sixty. They had all well. 59 plus Joe Lieberman in the Senate, and then they had, <laughs> and they had a majority in the House. Well, he's from Connecticut. They, he couldn't vote for anything well, that hurts uh, insurance. <laughs> I know, and that was I remember that, that <sighs> fight and that primary fight with him too. But I mean, even having those 60 votes, they still could they still couldn't get the the public option in there, which I remember yes. was the yeah. big fight among on the left at the time. Yep. And the, Both like the left said, and the right. The right was totally against the public oh, yeah. option, and there were even people on the left who weren't willing to support it. Well, some oh, of us totally. on the right who have no power were in favor of the public option, but that's <laughs> well, only because yeah. you look at the economics of it and medical well, it economics. It just makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I still hope that Trump, at some point. Mm reveals but i think he's not i think he's just gonna let the republicans do their thing and hopefully it'll fail well and this is a, a, one other point that i want to raise and is interesting is is this idea of creating a national market where you cross state lines with insurance currently we we have you have a basically a regulatory floor on plans that can be yes. offered where they have to adhere to state requirements for coverage state law and state, state regulation right. yes. until obamacare and and right. so Obamacare actually changed that, which is why it's a little rich, because they, mm-hmm. they did put in some of the stuff. Massachusetts is a very rich state in terms of plan requirements. So some of that ACA stuff is what other people are complaining about, because they sort of, um, in when they do treaties, it's called harmonizing. Mm-hmm. They sort of harmonize the care across the country in that. But it is true. The states still regulate health insurance. And right. so it's... And, and the states still have control over spanking the insurance company. If you make it cross-border, the states Nobody no longer has, have yeah. that control. Yeah. And Nobody. the federal government certainly isn't going to exercise any right. control. Have you ever seen those ads for like credit cards and said not well, available they, in Texas and yes. Arkansas? Because they've banned them because they're well, exactly. terrible. Because they have Delaware yeah. or, South, or South Dakota. All it's going to take is one, st- one ambitious state Oh, everybody will incorporate in Delaware. Yep. Cut the bottom out, and then all of the... Uh, that's what I predict will happen. Is you uh, yeah. like with the credit card industry, it, they will all headquarter in the state that offers I, them the I most think lenient. That uh, we've talked about this before in terms of Delaware, back when I was. <laughs> that's a reporter. what I hold against Joe Biden. <laughs> that he was in favor of all that stuff in Delaware. And I don't think he could get elected without it. Yeah. But I, well, I know yeah, because go along, brings, get along. It brings hundreds of millions of dollars into Delaware every year. Yeah. <coughs> it's like those. But se- ba- back in the accounts, days when the I was Cayman a reporter. Islands. There was a lawsuit filed in Delaware against the Disney Corporation. And you're asking, why is it being filed in Delaware? Because Disney is incorporated in Delaware. Why? Because they get to pay a lot less in taxes and Mm. various other things. Yeah, the restrictions on corporations are 
non-existent. Even though Delaware there is no Disney presence in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World Wilmington. <laughs> I didn't hear about that resort. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, uh, that's well, that's businesses doing what they do. Yeah, well, they yeah. go to there, the. There's, I don't, a, there's a small town in Texas, which is the location of dozens of corporations, and you go to the offices. There's nobody in them. Oh, is that to protect against class action suits or something? There's some uh, well, legal there, something. Yeah, right? there, there's a variety of things. One of them is trademarks, trademarks, and also they go after um, patents. And so, mm. because the the protections for patent laws are weaker in Texas than any place else. They set up there and they attack. They patents. fight it there, huh? Right. Well, well, it is what they do. Well, yeah, and this is the thing. I don't, you know, even even someone like me, I don't begrudge businesses and corporations pursuing what's best for their bottom line. Or tax, you know, when the one town but, gives them tax free for twenty years, it's like right. they're giving away their residents' money. Yes. To right. get jobs. And generally, they don't get many jobs. <laughs> and generally, they don't. But that's... It, it's like when they build a um, sports stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Foxborough oh, was always... Each one of those jobs <laughs> costs you about $100,000. <laughs> and frankly, you'd be better off just giving the people the $100,000. Yeah, all those. Uh, that's how capitalism is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it is how it works. But do you want to give your health care to that well this is approach the, yeah is that you want to take a market approach to because healthcare is an inelastic good it's yeah. not i mean the idea behind a market you know an ideal market <laughs> at least is that you have a seller and a buyer they come together there's a both have perfect information there's a perfect information <laughs> both of them have the opportunity to leave the transaction ideally if they're not satisfied with the deal. But healthcare, we all get sick. We are all oh, going you to one on day to tell pass you away. And you hope that they you know, keep their, their radi... Valar Morgulis. <laughs> Valar Dohiris. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You count on them to accredit this, the equipment there and that it's up to date and that their drugs are not you right. know, And that they know how date. to use it. Yeah. And that they've hired people who are actual doctors. Mm -hmm. They're... I think I've mentioned this before on this show. Or there there was the, the really <laughs> famous case of the guy that kept getting sued for malpractice in Florida. He had been sued like 50 times for malpractice before somebody did the research and found out that he wasn't actually a medical didn't doctor. Didn't have a license in the state? He didn't have a license anywhere. <laughs> he had never finished medical school. He had gone through like half half of the term of medical school and then dropped out, decided that he knew enough to become a doctor. Wow. And so he See, that wouldn't he happen in himself. Massachusetts. The licensing yeah. is pretty strict here. So. But in right. Florida, it's not. Uh, and this is the problem that you're going to run into. Desperate for doctors, did you say? Because, you know, you could go to Florida or, or Missouri or someplace where they're not as strict, and you could end up with some guy you don't know. This guy literally cut off the wrong leg of somebody who had gone in to have a leg A lot amputation. of good surgeons have done that, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. but this guy wasn't a surgeon. Because you know what they do now? They have three different spots where they check, and they say, which leg is it? And they actually write, write on Write it on there, yeah. yes. And that's and because, yeah, it's... But, but it, it still remains that, you know, it took 20-some-odd years for them to discover that this guy didn't have a medical license. And this is the hospital that he worked at. You would have thought that somebody would have noticed this guy has no idea what he's talking or about. Or when he got sued that there was a licensing board where you could actually look up and see if it was lapsed or it never mm. existed or, yeah. Huh? Right. <laughs> well, 
Sue, um, you're you're the you're the you're our designated conservative. Do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna sort of the take, DC the DC? Oh, man. <laughs> do you wanna just take an overview and 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 talk about kind of if what conservative values you see <laughs> in, this, in this debate, or if any, um, um, I, or I, what you want to be working towards, or yeah, what, I'm hoping yeah. this bill fails. Um, first okay. of all, it's too short to do the. Um, oh. Oh, oh, we got a high, high five. five. Got yeah. a high five there. <laughs> yeah, and I hope it fails, and it, it's probably going to fail because of there's just a couple of people on, you know, in different camps that if they don't band together, mm. you know, and, and what's Paul Ryan saying to people? You want to you wanna repeal the act, you got to sign on with this. And he may be persuasive, I, at I least in the House. It crashes and burns and melts through the ice and <laughs> sinks to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> yeah. So then the question is, I mean, because there are some issues with the Affordable Care Act, because they did put a big hole in the boat, right? You know, last a year, a year and a half ago, which drove up all the premiums this year. So, you know, it's expensive to insure people that are sick. Why do you think insurance companies spend all their time trying not to? You know, they looking right. for for people who are well and not likely to get sick to pay them premiums. Yeah, which if you're really mm-hmm. healthy and young, why would you buy insurance? Because what <laughs> the insurance business is really about is not taking your premiums and paying it out when you need it. It's about taking your premiums and investing it someplace else. Mm. That's where they make their money. You know, they talk about how well... See, Medicare doesn't do that. We have to get rid of the uh, malpractice suits because it's driving up the cost of health care. Analyses done of this show that the increase in premiums for insurance companies has nothing to do with malpractice suits. It has to do with how much money the insurance companies are making on their investments. Mm. If they're not making much money on their investments, the cost of the premiums go up. But now they have to spend, because of ACA, they have to spend 85% of their premium on direct care, and that really changed the industry. That that happened with the ACA, and I actually got money back from my insurance company a couple times. That's what I said. Because <laughs> they weren't. They were spending it on other things. So it, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what yeah. happens and what compromises are made. But I think right. you know, the principles of <laughs> small government and free market, I, they're a little misapplied when it comes to health care, in my opinion. Yeah. That they right. don't, like you said, not elastic. People aren't making the decision. The people who have the money yeah, have aren't doing the purchase. O- you have a captive audience yeah. or a captive uh, Well, that's what buying. you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's not elastic. Yeah. When you literally have to have that service or be dead, <laughs> it's not like you can run someplace else. Right. Unless we find that's that uh, spring down in Florida that the Spanish were looking for. Well, I was thinking about Canada or maybe Juan the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. George knows. Um, all right. Well, we have to uh, postpone this discussion for another week. We're coming to the end of our hour. Uh, Subculture with DJ Wendy is up next. So thanks for tuning in. Quick reminder before we go. um, We uh, hang on. I'm going to look up the socials that I have here very conveniently in an email from a long time ago. Uh, (laughs) Genre is sighing in the background. (laughs) This is just for you, genre. Um, On Twitter, at CivilPoliticsFM. By email, CivilPoliticsRadio at gmail.com. On Facebook, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Um, <coughs> yes. Email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. There we go. Civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. That's email. correct. 
You heard it from the source. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Join us next Friday for more civil politics. Good night.